Father, just thank you that we can laugh, that we can do unorthodox things like bringing in a Christian comedian to reach out to our neighbors here in the community. God, in, in all seriousness, we do pray for this community and the issues that people are facing and some for safety and health reasons are watching online at home. They're just as much a part of this service as the people gathered here this morning. And so whether they're watching online or here at CB Live, we just lift up whatever situations they're going through right now. We love you, God. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. June 13th, 1995, the Chicago Tribune published a story that went, we can't really say viral because there really wasn't a lot of internet sharing in the mid-90s, but we'll say that it, it traveled across the headlines of throughout the country because they wrote about a man named Russell Edward Herman. And Mr. Herman was noted for his generosity, his extreme generosity, in fact. That's why they wrote the story. And they entitled the story, Willpower, which is the same name for our message this morning. And it's because in his living will, he decided to give $2.4 billion to the small town called Caven Rock, Illinois. So Caven Rock, Illinois is a tiny town located right along the Ohio River in the southeastern edge of the state of Illinois. And I looked this up, I was curious, the population of Caven Rock right now, 278 people total. So if you do the math, someone leaving them $2.4 billion, that's just shy of $10 million per person in that town. That's quite an inheritance, right? For someone you didn't know. Some of you are thinking, man, I should have lived in Cave and Rock, Illinois. And while Mr. Herman gave away his money and, his, and was very generous and, and he put other beneficiaries in his will to give out lots of money, to give all his money away, there was just one problem with that. And that was that Russell Edward Herman had no money. He just wrote the will and he promised $2.4 billion to the people of Caven Rock, but he actually didn't own anything and he didn't have any money. In fact, the only asset that he had to his name at the time of his passing was an, a partially owned, he actually shared that with somebody else, partially owned 1983 Oldsmobile Tornado vehicle. And so what made the headlines for his generous gift spread throughout the country because it was an unfulfilled promise. There was no power in his promise. He declared a gift, something that he would love to give this town, but he had no power to fulfill that promise. And I feel like in many ways, that is the world for us today, the, the world and, and Satan himself, the evil one says, that I can give you this, or I promise you this. And the world promises us something that it has no power to fulfill. It has no power to fulfill the meaning and purpose and love in our life. But thankfully, we got a God that doesn't just simply write checks, but can cash them. 
that God has the power to fulfill his promises. And it's in that power that he offers us this promise that's found in Ephesians chapter 3. Paul was writing from prison to a church in Ephesus, and he was writing to encourage them. And I want you to see that when he prays, what he prays for. Starting in verse 14. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. So you see the connection for inheritance and the connection for identity. He says, I pray out of his glorious riches. Pause there for a moment. God has eternal wealth, eternal value. It's out of these riches that he's praying for. He says, out of his glorious riches, may he strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power. Notice first that he prays for power for you individually so that you can have Christ dwelling inside of your heart. But then secondly, he prays for power corporately. He says, I pray that you may have power together with all of the Lord's people. Now, if you're in prison and you're starting a movement known as the church, or in those times known as the way, and you have access to the power that just defeated death. They had sung in psalms and many songs about how God created the world, but they were living within one generation of the truth that Jesus not only died to cover our sins, he rose again to conquer death itself. And so out of the same power that created the world, out of the same power that conquered death, it's out of this that he prays, not for military conquest. He doesn't pray for financial wealth. He doesn't pray for physical healing. He prays for this, that out of all of God's power, may you be able collectively as the church, may you be able to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of the all fullness of God. You see this power. <laughs> you see his love. He says, out of that power, know that God loves you. In other words, God's love is so profound that it requires God's power for us to even grasp it. Think about that. God's love is so profound that it requires God's power for us to even get a glimpse of just how much he loves you and me. That there is nothing you can do right now in this moment to make God love you more, but there is nothing that you can do to make God love you any less. 
God loves you not by who you should be, not by who you can be, but who you are right now in this moment. Those watching online, on your phone, on your TV, listening in your car, driving somewhere, know this, that God's love is so profound that we need his power, the same power that conquered the grave, the same power that created the world. We need his power simply to grasp it. Because when you know that God loves you, everything changes. But I don't want you just to hear my word for it. We're in this series entitled Whisper, and we're learning how to hear the voice of God. Well, today I don't want to just you to hear how to hear the voice of God, but I want you to listen to what is it exactly that God is saying. It's that he loves you. And so to share that, to apply that, and in music and in story and in song, I want to invite back up to stage my friend Isaac Pittman. Let's give him a round of applause. And as Isaac is, is going to share, let me just tell you a little bit about him. If, you, if you've not met him or heard his stuff, Isaac has just an incredible heart for God, and you, you'll find that out in just a moment but really he's an artist living in Nashville he's written and sung songs that's been downloaded over five million times on Spotify and most importantly uh, he is a graduate from the summer camp at Saudi Hills Christian camp where he and I met in sixth grade <laughs> and so yeah we can clap for our Saudi Hills in camp that's good no <laughs> So Isaac and I became friends as kids, but so cool as you grow up to see him uh, living out his dream and his heart and God using his gifts to, to really talk and share the love of Christ with people that he meets with. And so writes with a lot of artists and different things there, but uh, enough of me talking. Let's give it up one more time for Isaac Pittman.
galaxy Reaching past the thorns that pierce the side of me Savior like a shepherd Keep on leading me You left the ninety-nine to come and rescue me You came to rescue me, yeah How high, how long, how deep so much, uh, Mr. Grove, for having me back. I have loved every minute of being here with you guys. And again, uh, there's so many more faces and people I haven't met yet. So I'm Isaac. Hello. Um, it's really good to be here. And uh, John, thank you for having me. And can we give it up for John? He's just an incredible, incredible person, incredible pastor. Even pastors me from all the way in Nashville. And every time we talk, I, I, I hang up the phone either convicted or I hang up the phone, just overwhelmed by his friendship to me. I'm not going to cry. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm not. But uh, there, there's something sweet that, that when you have friendships that, that last time and distance, you know, and even going back to sixth grade. Um, and so that's a, that's a big deal, and that's, that's very special to me. So, John, thank you. I love you. Um, yeah, I'm just here to share a little bit of my story, and we don't have all the time in the world, but uh, outside of music, I, I work with Young Life, and um, not paid, just as volunteer, and um, I absolutely love it. I know that Young Life is big here, too, and um, let me tell you, teenagers are the worst. They're the worst. I'm kidding. I'm kind of kidding. Um, they're, they're amazing. They've, they've really, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a dad, 
yet, but uh, I, parents, I'm sorry for what you go through. After being with them, I've apologized to my, my dad over and over again. Um, I work with sophomore guys uh, mostly, and then I've also got some senior guys who are a little better, but um, I really, just a little better, not, not much. But um, I, I love that we're talking about God's love and, you know, how the Lord whispers to us and how he, you know, what is he saying um, to you and me? And it is about his love. And that's what I've learned, that these, these, these kids, they, these guys, they don't need me to change them. They don't need um, a word from me. They just need to know God loves them. And that's literally, that's literally all they need. Um, and that's literally what, you know, I try to instill in them by doing life with them um, literally going to their games, going out to eat, answering their phone calls. Um, I uh, had them answer a note card for me. Again, like they have the attention span of a fly. And so when we get together, um, called campaigners, it's where we have club and then we have campaigners. And campaigners is um, we go deeper into the gospel. We, it's a Bible study. And um, they don't have to come to that. They don't have to come to any of it, but they can choose to if they want to go deeper into God's word. And um, Every week, 19 of them show up, um, and that's, it's, it's, I thank God every time they walk through those doors. Are they loud? Absolutely. Do they smell terrible? Yes, they do, um, and um, I, I, I have to, I remind myself, Isaac, um, God's word will not return void. God's word will not return void, even when they, I don't think that they're not listening, and um, um, I had them fill out a note card for like, I was like, guys, give me five minutes to just fill out and answer this, these two questions. One, um, what would you say to Jesus if he was right here in front of you? What question would you ask him? What would you want to tell him? What would you want to say? Um, and then also, give me something to pray about. Give me something that's weighing heavy on your heart. No one else is going to see these. It's just for me. You know me. No one else is going to see these. And thinking they're going to not take this seriously at all because it took like 10 minutes and they were, they were still writing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get some kind of weird story or fart story. I don't know. Anything that boys do. And um, what I got back was, was some really heartbreaking things. Some, can God love me even though um, I've already lost my virginity at 15? Um, does, God, does God love me? How can God love me and say that he loves me even though I'm getting hit by my dad? Um, does God love me even though I'm addicted to drugs? Does God love me? Can he love me because I've gone too far? Um, a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, a lot of speaking condemnation over themselves. And what that reminded me is that um, they are, I think, I think all of us kind of fall into this sometimes. We get distracted and we look for other loves elsewhere. And all these other loves fail us, including our parents at times, including some of our best friends. Um, no kind of drug or alcohol or um, intimacy that they look for on this side of heaven is ever going to fill them. And um, that's what I kind of, I try to remind myself every day. And that's the kind of life I try to lead. Um, and so I'm going to encourage us, like even in the songs I'm choosing to sing today, I kind of have my Young Life guys in mind. I'm going to be honest. I told John, I was like, these guys have kind of captured my heart. And every song that I'm writing recently has had to deal with um, what would I want to say to them? What would I want to say to my younger self? Um, and music is powerful. These guys listen to music, and I feel like their phones distract them so much. But um, the song is called Only the Dirty, and um, it's
It's just a reminder of God. He came to seek and save the sinner. That's you and me. Only the dirty. But I think sometimes we can think there's this perfection we have to live out before he can love us. There's this, we've got to get it before he can invite us in and and welcome us to the table. No, he died while we were sinners. (laughs) While we were still stuck in our mess. He used Rahab, a prostitute. She is in his lineage. He used fishermen. He used Paul, who was killing Saul, who was killing sinners, or killing Christians, to further his kingdom. So he can use you and me, and his love goes farther than we can ever imagine. Jesus saves. It's only the 
song I'm putting out in the, uh, in the spring. Uh, another artist already did it. Uh, it's called SOS um, by we, it's we the Kingdom. And um, they're becoming one of my favorite people to write with. And um, this song we do a lot in Young Life. Um, and it's just kind of a, a cry of desperation. It kind of answers um, the questions that they always ask. And so I want to end with this today. And I think we've all been there at one point. Um, God, can you save me? Am I too far gone? Can you really forgive me for what I've done? Um, It's questions I've answered, I've wrestled with a long time. And when I lean into his love and I see just how far his love went, to death on the cross, paying a price I never could. Um, That's when I'm reminded I can come just as I am. No fear, no shame. Because his love proved that to me through death on the cross. It's called SOS. Traces of 
joy that never ends But it seems so far away Is it even real? Oh, there must be more than this Come on and change me if it's true God, if you are for real, help me follow you. Cause I'm reaching out. One last plea is hope all gone. Somebody save me. So. So 
Thanks, y'all. As we finish this morning, I want to finish our passage that we were reading from Ephesians. And he's talking about God's power. And when he gets to the end of this prayer, I want you to notice that we actually get included in the prayer. It says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more, other translations say abundantly more, immeasurably more than all that we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. That means you and me. That means that the power that he was praying about, the love that he was writing about, that is available to you and to me. And so if you have never taken time to receive that love, if you're watching online right now, maybe a friend just shared it on social and you were just checking it out or you're just scrolling and you just happened to come by. If you want to know what it is to have a personal relationship with God, to have that same power that conquered the gray living inside of you, to know God loves you not as you should be, not as you can be, not as you will be, but as you are right now in this moment. I want to give you the opportunity to pray and receive that power, that love into your life right now. And if you have a loved one who seems far off from God, I want you to be praying for that person that's on your heart, that's on your mind. Because again, God can do more than anything we could ask. They might seem out of your reach, but they're not out of God's reach. Not when his power gives us just a, even a glimpse to grasp what he has for us. If you would bow your heads and close your eyes. If you've never prayed to receive Jesus into your life right now, I want to encourage you to pray with me. Dear God, I can't make it on my own. God, I received a check from the world that I just cannot cash. And I want more. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross to not only pay for my sins, but by rising again, you conquered death. It's only in believing in you that we can be saved. I believe in you, Jesus. And I commit my life to you. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for loving me. Just as I am. I commit my life to you. It's in your son's name we pray. If you prayed that prayer with me just now, I want you, whether on the physical Your Next Step card, 
here or the digital Your Next Step card found at missiongrove.info. There's a link online in the description of this live stream if you're watching right now. I want you to mark down where you are in your spiritual journey. This is your first experience with Christianity and you're like, eh, I like it, but it's kind of weird. I don't, I don't really understand it. It's okay. We want to have a conversation with you. I want to grab lunch or coffee or something and just answer any questions you might have. Or maybe you've prayed with me just now to commit your life to God. You can mark that down. Maybe you believe in your heart, but you've never taken your faith public. You want to get baptized or at least hear what that's all about. Mark that down. Wherever you are in your journey, we want to come alongside and help you take that next step. And we do that because God loves you. And if God loves you, we do too. That it's okay to not be okay, but we love you too much to just let you stay that way. And know that Paul could have prayed for anything in that moment. And what he prayed for was the power to grasp God's love. As you go into this week, it's probably going to be filled with challenges and meetings and <laughs> chaos, whatever that is for you. Know that the most important thing that you can take with you when you walk into this week is the truth that God loves you. That you're enough. <laughs> that you don't have to strive for something that you already have in your possession. While love doesn't require you to change, love from God always changes you. So let God's love change you today. Be encouraged. Know that we love you, that we want you to have the best week, and we're here to support and come alongside your family any way we can. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for tuning in online. We want you to have an incredible week. And right before we dismiss, can we just thank Isaac one more time for sharing his heart in this music with us? He's got a lot of new music coming out here in the spring. He's got a lot of awesome stuff. You can find him on iTunes or Spotify, Isaac Pittman. You can also find him right here. We're hanging out after service. So come up, talk to him. I'll be outside or at the info table on the patio. Let us know how we can help your family. If you filled out one of those cards, you can drop it off at the info table or we got two boxes on the way out. You can just drop them in. Thank you so much for joining us today. God bless. Have an incredible week. See you next Sunday.